Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I uh, am going to have uh, Tom Watson, my friend Tom Watson, uh, kind of sit in for me for a few sessions here. Uh, he has done a, a series of articles on socialism that are so good that I want to share them with you. This first one is titled Christianity and Socialism Part 1, No Place for God by Tom Watson. So let me, let me read it, and I'll kind of interact with it as I go along. Tom writes, Socialism has so many variations, it's hard to define. Even Bernie Sanders, who claims to be a democratic socialist, gives a vague definition of socialism. Karl Marx, a professed atheist, is the father of socialism. He saw his ideology of ending class struggles as a prophecy and called his vision scientific socialism. In the United States, 47% of young people now believe that America's future should be driven by socialism over capitalism. 47%. Among millennials, 22% support the abolishment of private property. 45% believe higher education should be free. And 70% say they would likely vote for a socialist candidate. In recent, <coughs> excuse me, in recent weeks... The claim that capitalism is the cause of racism, that violence is justified as a means to an end, and a call to abolish law enforcement are straight out of the playbook of Marxism. Recent examples of these include the National Press Secretary for Advowed Socialist Bernie Sanders writing, quote, There will be no, no racial equality under capitalism. There will be no racial equality under capitalism. The city of Fort Worth dismissing all charges against those arrested for rioting and the Minneapolis City Council voting to disband the police department. Nearly a hundred years ago, with much of the church turning liberal and to the social gospel, J. Gresham Macon in Christianity and Liberalism uh, warned the church of the danger of socialism when he wrote, quote, the whole development of modern society is tended mightily toward the limitation of the, of the realm of freedom for the individual man. The tendency is most clearly seen in socialism. A socialistic state would mean the reduction to a minimum of the sphere of individual choice. Labor and recreation under a socialistic government would be both prescripted and individual liberty would be gone. But the same tendency exhibits itself today even in those communities where the name of socialism is most abhorred. Makem continued with socialism uh, saying, the great principles of liberty are being thrown ruthlessly to the winds. Boy, that, that's a hundred years ago. He wrote this in 1923. Christian should know this is especially true of religious freedom. Marxian socialist Nikolai Lenin wrote, <clears throat> it is an unutterable vileness. Speaking of every, <clears throat> every religious idea, he said, every religious, let me back up there. Lenin wrote, quote, every religious idea, every idea of God, every flirtation with the idea of God is an unutterable vileness, end quote. He said, we demand complete disestablishment of the church. Christians living in socialist countries 
nor the horror of this even as I write. With the media inciting racial hatred and resentment on both sides, with the political turmoil intensifying, with so many, even those who identify with Christianity, being deceived politically and spiritually, what are we as a nation willing to embrace? Will America, with all its present problems, end up choosing something worse? It would not necessarily take a dictator, but a political party or any branch of the government could thrust socialism upon the American people. More and more conservative and or faith-based editorials see America turning to socialism while warning that socialism, even so-called Christian socialism, has never worked. Every day we pray that even though the Lord is just and has every right and reason to do so, he would not let this nation succumb to evil, but bring it to repentance. Please pray with us. 1 Timothy 2, 1-4 First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men, for kings and for all who are in authority, in order that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Lord, we do pray for those in authority over us. Uh, We pray that uh, they would lead in such a way that we could lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Uh, Lord, uh, that's a a biblical prayer request, and and we pray to that end. And we pray for those in authority, for, for their salvation, as you desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So I pray for the president, pray for his cabinet, pray for the, those in Congress, uh, pray for their salvation, pray that the Holy Spirit would work in a mighty way. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign, and uh, we just continue to pray. That's one thing we can do, and it's what the Bible tells us to do. And so uh, we lift up our leaders to you, thanking the, you that you're in control, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. <music>